everyone, and welcome to Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn, a storytelling game radio show featuring guests from the New York City Hive and beyond and featuring theme music by Jasula. Find out more about her work at jasula.com. And with me, I have a very exciting collection of guests with me today. Say hello to Jason, David, Tyler, and Swanee. Hello. Hello. Y'all are kind of a collection from a number of different places, so why don't we get Jason to kind of start us off with an introduction to Super Smash Finder, which brought us here today for this show. Yeah. So my name is Jason. I am currently in the Manhattan area of New York City, and uh, Super Smash Finder is a show that draws together podcasting and live streaming crews uh, from across what we affectionately call the Paizoverse. Paizo being the publishing company that creates the Pathfinder and Starfinder role-playing games. These uh, podcasters and streamers are all using those systems to tell their stories, whether it's pre-published adventure paths or adventures of their own creation. So I get the joy of getting to hang out with folks that I hear on my morning walk or on my driving commute when I still had one. And now, now I don't. And um, yeah, we get to help all of these different folks get to know each other, uh, make connections between their shows, and also give them a chance to showcase their creative uh, character building in some arena-based player versus player combat, uh, which usually doesn't happen a whole lot in TTRPGs, uh, but it's a lot of fun mm. to pit them against each other here for fun, but also some fame and glory uh, as well. So, yeah, I, I love that you phrase it as both a place for people to duke it out and also a place to match make different shows. Like, what is the process for you for picking different shows to fight against each other? It's sure. Just, yeah, yeah. This is the whole thing. Uh, so we've done a series of exhibition matches. And to this point, most of that uh, matching shows up has been based on when folks are available. Are you available at the same time as this other podcast? Great. Hmm. You're going to fight in the arena. And so it uh, it worked out pretty well for that. Yeah, it, it, it gets pretty hairy when you start talking about like uh, how do we get eight people uh, from two different podcasts plus two show producers and maybe a guest host as well to all agree on the same night uh, sometimes it works really well and really yeah, easily and sometimes it is just uh, it's it's like herding kobolds I think uh, would be maybe easier sometimes but uh, <laughs> but yeah um, it's a lot of fun uh, I I got to know most of the folks from each of these teams because I run a Twitter account called What Do You Do Pods? And there I track all the new episode releases uh, that come out for, or I try to anyway, for uh, Pathfinder and Starfinder actual play shows. Uh, all that pods are out for there. the pod god. All, yeah, all, pods more pods for the pod, for the pod god. god. Exactly. All the pods. <laughs> um, and so that's, uh, I've been running that for two and a half uh, years now, I think, somewhere in that range. And it's just been great to get to know a really positive supporting community uh, that are creating great shows and telling amazing stories uh, through these game systems that we know and love. When I was talking with Vanessa about putting my co-host, co-producer about uh, putting this show together, I said, you know, I know some folks. Uh, let me set out some feelers to see if folks are interested. Who knows how much time everybody's got for these kinds of things. And almost everyone, I think Tyler, you were the, one of the very first people uh, I reached out to uh, for this. And I think you responded to my Discord message in about three seconds, maybe 10. 
I'm it not didn't sure take how long it because I wanted to make sure that you knew that I thought it was an amazing idea and to just keep going with it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we, uh, we've been putting that together ever since. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been great. We're, uh, hoping to go from exhibition matches to a actual like bracketed or some kind of tournament bracketed tournament style play Ooh. so that uh, eventually we can get to an ultimate champion uh happening uh that's the process of making sure everybody's characters are in and doing these exhibition matches has taken a little longer than i anticipated which should not surprise me at all uh for starting a brand new show that involves lots of scheduling things so yeah, it um, sounds like it's been a lot it's a it's 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 a delight in many ways because I get again I get to talk to people a lot and that's that's a lot of fun. So well, yeah, yeah, doing the As, work of uh, talking and meeting new people. That's I mean really what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. Uh, Smash Finder. Uh, we have a lot of fun and we run it through our Twitch channel, Twitch.tv/SuperSmashFinder. Do you ever consider that you know once you get into the tournament space, have you ever thought about the fact that this could just be the next? what esports have it be a paid tournament for people doing like pathfinder to the to the death in these matches i definitely think it's possible i think that uh vanessa's already got some ideas around how to make this a thing that grows beyond just actual play podcasters and their teams and could be for other folks coming in and how we would set that up i think that this edition of this tabletop role playing game uh is one that could handle uh, a thing like that. Uh, and I think that there are definitely some ways that that could work out well with Pathfinder 2nd Edition in a way that it wouldn't work out as well with other tabletop role-playing games, just based on how the game is built. And I think our other friends can can speak yeah, somewhat to that sure. as well. We'll, we'll yeah. get into a little bit of uh, the game that we're going into first. But I mean, of course, we have uh, three other lovely people in the quote-unquote room with us at the moment from MinMaxed. Tell us about MinMaxed a little bit. I'll start off. So uh, my name's Tyler. I am the uh, game master for MinMaxed. We're an actual play podcast uh, where we are actually playing Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Have been since the day after initial release. Wow. Back in uh, yeah August of 2019, uh, we got the books on a Friday. I didn't sleep. We rolled characters and we recorded our first session on Saturday. Did you know that you were going to make it into a podcast before it even released? Oh, yeah. Uh, if you check the date on our Twitter account, it was created in, David, what was it, 2016, 2015? 15. We've been waiting for the perfect opportunity to release an, an actual play podcast for literally years. Although wow. we're a relatively new show, we started in 2019. Our group of guys has been playing tabletop games together for a very long time, and we knew we wanted to do it, and an opportunity presented itself right as second edition was about to drop. So we thought this is the perfect opportunity, and we just jumped on it. Had y'all yeah. played any sort of Pathfinder game before this, or was it? were you just really like, well, there's this new system coming out, and we'll just learn it real quick? and then start making a podcast. We have been playing the first edition of Pathfinder pretty much, well, I guess, depending on which guy in the group you're talking to, because the first edition of Pathfinder has been around for a little longer than we've been playing. But we play, we've play. we played first edition, Pathfinder first edition, up until the podcast released. 
and we'd been playing together for so long. We had played through so many different published uh, Paizo Adventure Paths that we got to a point where we knew that we had the chemistry for something like that. So that's what we decided. David, could you tell us a little bit about y'all's relationship with Super Smash Finder? Well, so uh, Jason came to Tyler, as he had mentioned, uh, looking for people to try out this great new idea that he and Vanessa had. Uh, mm. Jason does not give himself enough credit. I made the joke really quick there that he's the pod god, and he is. He's of the Paisoverse. Jason does so much community building and putting things together. He's just fantastic. We all really appreciate what he does. And so when he comes to us saying, hey, I've got this thing to do, we're like, yeah, well, let's do it. <laughs> so we were in the first episode uh, of the Smash Finder, um, the, the kind of the trial run of doing it. Oh, nice. And the success we had was less than ideal. We did lose, <laughs> but I think we had the superior strategy. It just the dice did not fall in our favor. But hmm. uh, it's been really fun to see that uh, blossom and grow and become this great thing. And can't wait to see where it goes from here. And Swanee, what's your experience with Pathfinder 2 and your experience with it as a game that you've been playing for two years? Yeah, I mean, I've I'm affectionately known as the rules lawyer in our in our group because I, I have the ability to retain that knowledge a little bit better. And I also point it out when people do it wrong. <laughs> He's ridiculous. His memory and, and attention to detail is ridiculous. So when we learned when we first learned 2E, uh, it definitely was a lot to take in all at once, but I we've I've been really enjoying it. I know the group has been really enjoying it. Uh, going from one E to two E, a lot of systems you know might be similar from one to the next when they change additions. Two E to one E to two E was a huge change. I mean, they other than the names, it was basically all different. I mean, they went to the three action system. They changed how numbers are calculated, how tight the numbers are. It was a really big learning experience. And so it's nice to have that consistency of playing the same thing for two years. I mean, it becomes natural after a while, I suppose, kind of knowing all the rules. And then that's when you can get really creative with the way that you play once you know the rules by rote. Yeah, especially as you play, if you're like in our situation where we're playing an adventure path, I get to play the same character every night. I know that character really, really well. And that gives you a little bit of a, a bonus over if you change a lot of systems. Like for you, I mean, I, know, I can only imagine how many systems you've played. I've only played quite a, a few systems. <laughs> and that's really given me the benefit of knowing these rules. The one thing I would say is that yeah. uh, changing from 1E to 2E, the, the terms are the same. But what they mean has changed a lot. <laughs> so yeah. you'll see that in our podcast, a lot of other podcasts where you kind of got the old version brain where you're like, oh, I played this for 10 years and now I'm using this new, the same word, but a, a different meaning. <laughs> so that's that's always fun. I hear that. I, you know, I really plan to be doing this myself a little bit uh, because this is um, this is my first time playing Pathfinder. I mean, I have like three years experience with Dungeons and Dragons. So I have a feeling that I'm going to probably say a lot of things and be like, oh, yeah, it's a, it's like this, isn't it? Um, and we even had that conversation right before <laughs> we got on air because we kind of pre-rolled for initiative. And I was like, oh, yeah, you just roll roll a d20 and you add your modifier and you're good to go. And they were like, no, but actually it's a massively larger number. And I think I'm going to do fine. <laughs> but there are definitely going to be a lot of rules that might step into along the way. So thank yeah. you all for, again, 
doing this with me and being patient with me as I enjoy being so new at it. Well, like in any game, uh, all you have to do is roll high and you'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that easy. As, As my listeners might know, that doesn't always happen for me. It's either all highs or all lows. So I guess we'll see what happens today. Roll high, but Ted isn't even here. (laughs) <laughs> oh, David. So you got to get that I, I, weighted die out. Yeah, right. Yeah. So uh, one thing I guess I want to, before before we go totally go into it, I want to bring yeah. up for us with the MinMax podcast, and you can find us on any uh, podcatcher, MinMaxed, as in Minnesota, actually, M-N-Maxed, all one word. And uh, if you like what you're here, we are a rules-focused podcast, so the first adventure path we do we learn the rules and try to teach the rules to you at the same time too so if you're interested in this game go ahead and check us out yeah learn on the go or learn first and then try it (laughs) you know you (laughs) you can have a balance there but before we go in let's do a couple of announcements for the radio station first and then we'll start talking about how pathfinder fully works and then we're going to beat each other up on an imaginary arena that Super Smash Finder and Jason have very creatively brought to Gameplay Radio today. Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. As it has been for so many, 2020 was a difficult year for us financially, and every dollar helps us stay on air and allows us to continue the work in the community and uh, make games like mine. Please help by pledging whatever you can. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax deductible. Please support with a monthly pledge or a one-time donation by going to radioforbrooklyn.org slash donate. And if you absolutely have to shop on Amazon, you have no choice in the matter, at least put their dollars to work for us by signing up Radio Free Brooklyn as your charity of choice with Amazon Smile. So take a look into that. Okay. Let's get into some game. We're going to be playing today Pathfinder, if you haven't guessed already. That's what we're up to. But there's a lot to say about Pathfinder and a lot to learn about it. So why don't we hear about that? I believe Tyler... I'll throw it to David to give you some Paizo background as a publisher. So they've got a little bit of a story themselves. Yeah, if you're not familiar with uh, Paizo, the company, they've been around for a while. Um, They started as a supplement to 3.5, and uh, they created their first adventure path, which is like a full uh, adventure that you play through from levels 1 to 16 for 3.5 as a supplement, and later created their own rule set that was Pathfinder 1st Edition. Uh, Ten years later, they came out with Pathfinder 2nd Edition, which is the game we're going to be playing today. In the middle there, they had Starfinder, which is another system that uh, MinMaxed records and produces a podcast for. We love Paizo. We're big Paizo fans. They have a, a great community and great people that work for them. It's a, a great company. Yeah, and they've been so, and they've been publishing stuff for like ten years. That's uh, almost almost twenty now. Twenty years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They actually well, they've been ran... publishing their own stuff for about twelve because that's when one mm-hmm. E came out. Mm-hmm. And they were the publishers for Dungeon and Dragon magazines when those were physical things you could still buy and hold in your hand as well hmm. for a while. Yeah. So so what is Pathfinder like? So Pathfinder Second Edition is a D20 tabletop RPG game, which for those of you who know, you use the D20 
die to determine the success or failure of any action that your character that you're trying to play takes in the game. Uh, it's overseen by a game master, much similar to Dungeons and Dragons Dungeon Master. There's a lot of uh, comparison to be made between the two fantasy-centric uh, systems in that way. Pathfinder 2nd Edition is different in a handful of ways. In order to go through combat, instead of having very particular types of actions that are available, like you can take one move action every turn or one attack action every turn, you just get a pool of three actions. And those three actions can be spent in any way that you would like. Striding three times, attacking three times, uh, casting a spell and blocking with your shield. Those sorts of things are all available in that three action system. So it's extraordinarily versatile in combat in the, the encounter mode of the game. A couple of things that are really different uh, outside of that is that uh, we're going to be doing 10th level play today. So if you're used to a D20 uh, system, the numbers are going to seem really, really high. And that's due to Pathfinder's proficiency system, which keeps the math on this game extraordinarily tight, uh, which makes it easy for game masters to encounter build for their players and make sure that they know what type of challenge they're going to be presenting to their players at very real numbers, math-based level. So that part is really nice for it. It's very friendly to, to game masters, but it's also an extraordinarily modular system. Paizo learned from their first edition game that if you want to put out a decade's worth of content, you have to make sure that that decade's worth of content talks really nicely to each other. <laughs> and they found out after a decade that it doesn't really do that after that much publishing hmm. so yeah oh one other thing for your other d20 aficionados uh your 20 and a one on the d20 doesn't actually assume for an automatic success or an automatic failure critical successes and failures are determined by whether you beat the number that you're trying to get by 10 or fail it by 10 so there's a lot of extra things in play like I said, a super crunchy game. The numbers are tight, but it's also kind of harkens back to old war games. Uh, hmm. When you're in encounter mode, it is extraordinarily tactical in play. And if you're playing by the numbers that Paizo presents you as a game master to throw monsters at your players, it's a hard game. That's why we love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you for the primer for our listeners um, and for the primer for me too. Um, and I think it'll be exciting to see all of this tactical work in action. Uh, so we should make sure to dive around right in and see how we do. Jason yeah. is going to be our DM today, not me, because yes. this is a very crunchy game. And these folks are well known to the system and love it. And I thought I would put the story in their capable hands. And I'm just going to be having a good time along for the ride. So... Jason, I suggest you take it away, maybe with a description of the setting yeah. for this entire battle royale is going to be. Absolutely. If we were watching this uh, happen, we would have the camera pan up out of blackness over some ocean waves as a desert enshrouded city called Katapesh comes into view and flying over this mercantile playground uh, that the Pact Masters of that land have set up and put together, uh, we would come upon the arena itself. A massive place, several hundred feet across and 
100 from top to bottom, a place where champions are made, uh, where victory is celebrated, where defeat is mourned, and we would see on the three central platforms of this arena, there stand five figures, four humanoid, one not so. And I think to begin, we would look at our blue team, the team on the east end of the platform. Who are the two characters we would see there? Tyler, tell us about your character. All right. Well, I'm actually uh, sort of rehashing a character that I have for Starfinder and moving it into second edition just for a little fun jaunt since we're just doing this as one off. His name's Vale. He is a rat folk. And he is an oracle, which the best way for me to describe what an oracle is, is uh, some being gives you power. You don't know what that power is, but it also curses you as well. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. Vale. Vale, the rat folk, an anthropomorphic uh, rat being. Aaron, who would else would we see? Vale's teammate. Yep, Vale's teammate is Than. That's T-H-A-N. And she is a human tall, lean, wears mostly black. She has short cropped blonde hair and is wielding a uh, dueling sword in one hand and in her other a gauntlet with large like spikes on the knuckles on the other hand and she's kind of already ready in like a dueling stance. And before we pan over to the other team we see Vale casting a spell upon Than, one to fill Than with heroism as Than consumes a potion to move more quickly across the battlefield. Yes, that's also Go get him, Than. We go over to the red team and see a pair of figures and a very large, somewhat monstrous companion. Swanee, you'd like to tell us about your combatant first. Uh, yeah, similar actually to Than, uh, Traven is a human male, also fairly tall and lean, also all in black, but it's heavy plate. And he is carrying a large flaming great axe. And, oh, uh, there's the difference. His, his, <laughs> his plate uh, has the symbol of the Hell Knights on it, which is an organization in, in the Pathfinder universe. And David, who is uh, Traven's uh, companion here? Well, Traven is there with a dwarf. Her name is Ashley Appleberry. And in her straw-colored pigtails and beard, she has colorful beads. She is wearing leather armor, carrying a bow, and she sits atop her best companion, a red riding drake named Mantis. And Ashley is fond of saying, the only thing more on point than me arrows is me beard. (laughs) (laughs) And so before we pan back to hear the crowd uh, gathered in the arena cheer, we see Ashley casting a spell upon Mantis to help him walk upon the air as though it were solid ground and see Traven howling with rage as he begins combat. And begin combat we will. Than rolled highest on initiative that we rolled before the match started. So Than, you have three actions here at the start of your turn. You're standing on a platform. There's a ramp up to a higher platform that's between your team and the red team. Mm -hmm. And that ramp is a little bit of difficult terrain. So it costs some extra movement to go through those spaces. What do you do? 
Yeah, I would like to um, move forward into engagement of combat as soon as possible. Ah, I see. Okay. So are you you're hoping to maybe even take the fight straight to the other team on the other side of the board? Basically, got it, yes. Got it, got it. You might consider a quick dash, especially since you have an extra stride from your potion of quickness, uh, if you want to um, work your way up the stairs and get into position. Hmm. I would love to get onto the center platform, I think. So maybe two quick strides would do it? Is that? Mm -hmm. All right, mm -hmm. I'll do two quick strides. If you would like to get right next to the central pillar there, that would be uh, about 65 feet of movement. Um, which I think that your character can pull off with their current uh, movement speed. And that would be two strides to get you there or to one of the spaces right next to it. Um, Does that sound good? That sounds good. I will be uh, standing to the south side of the pillar and I can do two more actions, but I don't have a ton ready. I think I'm just going to cross my like dual sword, my like my dueling sword and like the spikes of the fisted gauntlet on the other hands like in front of me and prepare twin parry. It is a plus one circumstance bonus to my AC. Yeah, yeah. Tyler, does Vale call out any strategies to Than uh, as he sees that she's got uh, one action remaining? One more action. Mm. Uh, so two things. Twin parry, because the dueling sword has the parry trait, you actually get a plus two circumstance bonus to your oh, AC. Rock and roll. It's one action to do something called take cover. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, that, that does make sense. So maybe I will also take cover and move yeah. back behind the pillar. I guess I kind of oh. nod to Vale as I go and go, <laughs> let's, just, let's do this. Yeah. I'll be right there. Give me just a second. Yeah. Uh, continue with the combat. We move across to the red team. Traven is up next. What do you do in your rage-filled state? Yeah, very similar to, to Than. As a fighter, they want to get up into the action. So Traven will do a sudden charge. Tell us about sudden charge. So sudden charge, you get to spend two actions moving, and at the end of that action, you get to make a swing. So with that, Traven will dash up the stairs and swing at Than with a 23 to beat your your AC. Well, with the plus two additional, my AC is 29. So that's a miss. It is not t 10 below, so that it's not a critical miss or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So that would be my first two actions. Mm -hmm. And then my third action. Really, because I missed, I don't have a lot of options other than to just swing again. So I will do that. Uh, because I did attack once already this turn, I will be at my second multiple attack penalty. So this actually will be at a minus five. Uh, that will be a 22. So that if the 23 missed, the 22 will miss. And Traven has started off very poorly with his rolling. A rough start. Too eager for combat, uh, perhaps. Oh. Ashley, Appleberry, and Mantis are up together. What are they going right. to do? David. So as a druid, I have my animal companion here. I didn't make it clear I was a druid earlier. Uh, so I will spend one action to give my companion two actions of their own. And Mantis has a 45-foot movement speed and can, with Airwalk, can move upwards at a 45-degree angle. So I think what we're going to do is we're just going to kind of move over here down to the south of this 25-foot up platform, 10 feet above that platform. That will take two move actions to get there. 
And with my third action, I see Vale hanging out over there, and I am going to make Vale. Uh, I'm going to use Ashley's second action to make Vale my hunt prey. He is now my hunted target. Hello. And then with my third action, uh, I will be shooting two arrows at Vale. If I have somebody as my hunt prey, then I can fire two arrows at them with one action, and that is what I'm going to do. And uh, these take the multiple attack penalty as normal, even though they're both happening with one action. So we fire, and we get a 30 to hit. That hits. And that will be um, six piercing damage and additional five fire damage. So normally in a Smash Finder full match, we would award points to the red team for landing a blow on the opponent. Three points there for Ashley Appleberry. And then we will make my second attack. And with that one, only get a 24. That one will miss. And that is the end of my turn. All right, Ashley draws first blood here in the arena. The crowd cheers to see it. But Vale now has a chance to respond. Tyler, what's he going to do? All right, Vale will first, uh, I'm coming, I'm coming upstairs. Spend two stride actions to get to the top of the stairs. And then with his third action, cast the shield cantrip. Yep, a wall of force forms around Vale, getting ready to increase his AC. So at the top of the second round, we've done some repositioning, a couple of initial forays into attacks, and we're back around to Than's turn. Than, go ahead. All right, Than is going to give a little, kind of a cold, yet slightly condescending nod to Traven, who missed her last turn, and is going to try to attack. Right. And she has double slice, which means I can make two attacks, one with each of my melee weapons, and each using my current multiple attack penalty, which is zero right now. Is that a single action to use double slice, or is it? I believe two. it says two actions there yeah. in the mm-hmm. description. Yep. Double slice yep. is two actions. The benefit of even using double slice over just two strike actions is that the second strike doesn't have the penalty like Traven's just had. Right, 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 right. All right, well, I'm just going to roll my first one with the dueling sword. Okay, now I have to do a lot of math because I'm doing this uh, analog. 30. Okay. No. A 30 will yeah. hit. 23 points of damage, six of which is electric. Crackling electricity. Kind of like Comes a, down the blade. a taser stab. Yeah, taser. It's just a gentle taser stab. <laughs> yeah, um. no problem. <laughs> no problem. Uh, so but how, you have a second sorry, strike. Just a second. How much of that was electricity? Six. Uh, as you do that, you see Traven's ring repel five of that. Hmm. He has a ring of energy resistance electricity. Oh. Interesting. Which mitigates the first five electricity damage. All right. Fan says, interesting, out loud, and then goes in for a punch with her spiked gauntlet. Attack. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, even better. That's a 16 plus 19. Oh, wow. Uh, 35 to hit. And that's that not a, a regular hit and not a critical hit, right, Traven? That is correct. Okay. Yep, yep. Okay. That's 13 points of damage. Piercing. All right, a couple of blows landed there. So then you have one normal action remaining, and then you have your quickened action remaining, which lets you either stride or strike uh, your target. How would you like to use those uh, remaining, that remaining action economy? Uh, if it were permissible, I'd love to just use double slice again. So 
here's the challenge because so you don't actually have two actions remaining you have a, a universal action we might call it mm. and you have a really specialized action called a quickened action or we should we would say you have the quickened condition on your character and what that means is that you have one additional action that you can take for really specific things so those specific things are striding and striking. Unfortunately, okay. you can't combine them with your other action to do double slice. Because uh, it's again. like a little, it's like a half, it's like a half second shorter than like a regular like action section. Sort of. Right. Yeah, yeah. sort of like okay. that. Yeah. Now, you could do two strikes, uh, which would functionally be the right. exact same which thing. Which is essentially what I'm going to be doing at this moment in time. Yeah. You, yeah. Is the dueling sword agile? Is not agile. But I would assume your spiked gauntlet is. Yeah. So depending on which one you use would depend on what your multiple attack penalty is. Right. So an agile weapon takes less of a multiple attack penalty than a normal weapon does. Right. So instead of minus five, minus 10, it would be minus four, minus eight. Could I do one and then the other and do minus five, minus eight? Because of how be double minus, slice works. Yeah. Be minus yeah. 10, minus eight. Yeah, you. if you did the oh, sword really? first, it would be at minus 10. Yep, and then you can't go further than a uh, a second multiple attack penalty. It doesn't keep going down to like, like if you do a fourth attack, okay. it wouldn't be minus 15, that kind of a thing. Well, yeah. I'll just do just the gauntlet then, because that'll have less of a penalty. Okay. So it'll be minus four sure. and minus eight. So well, they're, they're both at minus eight. Oh, they're both, they're at, both minus at minus eight, eight at this point. Yeah, because of how double slice works. Oh, okay, that... okay. I'm I'm yeah. getting I'm getting it now. Yep, we're learning. Yeah, yeah you're getting okay. it. Yeah, totally. So yeah, double yeah. slice automatically moves you two steps down the path yeah. of multiple attack, mm -hmm. but it doesn't do that until after you've attacked twice. I see. Mm -hmm. So it like bur burns so it out a little bit the... ahead of time. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a four. <laughs> okay. Plus nineteen is a twenty-three. Guessing no. And then that is minus a... eight, yeah, from there yeah. gets you down to a 15, yeah. Is that so, yeah. critical fail? Yes, Traven does not have any abilities that activate on a critical fail, okay. so mm -hmm. you are you are good with that. Mm -hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. um, actually, instead of doing a second attack, I forgot I'm going to put on twin parry again, just to kind of cool. prepare for whatever might come next. Well, speaking of what's coming next, let's go to what's coming next, because you're still face-to-face -face with Traven and his giant flaming great axe. Traven, what's going to happen? He is definitely not happy that he missed twice and that Than landed a couple hits on him. So he is going to attempt to, to retaliate here. Bring it. Uh, he is going to swing at your legs Ooh. and get a 39 to hit. Ah, that oh, will definitely hit. Um, so and it's in uh, my it's more a 29, than so that's a critical. Oof, that right. is indeed. Let's learn what happens on critical hits. Yay. Similar to most things, and a critical hit damage is doubled. So yeah. normal damage was 25 slashing and one fire, so that would go to 50 slashing and two fire, but because I used the ability improved knockdown as the attack, uh, you also are knocked prone and take three falling damage. So it is a total of, is that 55 damage? Swanee, it's her podcast. Could you be a little less cruel? <laughs> Listen, I started it. Also, at the very least, the fire just whooshes around Fan's body because she has a ring of fire resistance. Ah, <laughs> only 53 uh -huh. points of damage. We both get together and figure out who, what rings you should be taking. Apparently, we both, we both picked correctly I today. Yeah, <laughs> amazing that that happened. 
I swear I didn't tip anybody off, I promise. <laughs> so I have used my first two actions to do that. My third action, now that you are prone, will be to uh, swing at you again. Uh, and while you're prone, you take a minus two to your AC. And I guess I probably don't have Twin Parry up anymore. No, it's still technically working? still there. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll keep it Until the beginning of your next oh. turn. And mm -hmm. actually, you would have taken an additional four damage, I forgot, uh, as I because I'm raging. I will put that on there. And then I will yeah, bring that axe back around and swing at you for a 32. Yowza. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to hit. Mm -hmm. So Traven really did not like your uh, smug look that you shot him. So I can't imagine why. <laughs> he deals you 19 slashing damage. And again, that one fire will be mitigated by your ring. All right, a big round for Traven. Yeah. Let's go now to Ashley Appleberry. What's she doing at 35 feet over the floor of the arena? Yeah, well, she's going to need to go back down a little bit to uh, do what she wants to do next. So uh, Mantis has an ability called Mature Animal Companion, which if I do not spend an action to give him two actions, he still gets to take one action to either stride or strike. It's kind of like that quick adaption, mm -hmm. but it's a special thing for Animal Companions. He's going to go down, and he's going to get in line with that 25-foot platform that the other three combatants are on. With Ashley's first action, she is going to fire two arrows at Vale again. Again, the target of my um, hunt prey. Mm -hmm. And attack number one is going to be a 25 to hit. 25 misses. Attack number two is a 22 to hit. Missed twice, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So then with Ashley's second and third action, she is going to cast a spell. And that spell is going to be... Gust of wind. So, oh, no. if you would please <laughs> give me a fortitude save, David. My mystery for Oracle is Cosmos. I am particularly susceptible to strong gusts of wind. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Oh my god! Oh my I god. did not know that. <laughs> my my mystery is that Vale's essence gets pulled up towards the cosmos slightly, so my hair is always just slightly lifted, and my cloak is always fluttering um, so you get but i am is what I'm i am absolutely like yeah that's part of my curse is i'm resistant to wind crap so oh i hate you david Tyler. continue yeah oh, a fortitude yeah. save please oh a fortitude save okay uh well i got a 14 on the die so it's not that bad oh. i got myself 33 33 33 goodness you are actually successful and um you cannot move towards me is all okay, okay. well there's, there's a, what's, what's your DC? Because there's a chance that I take a negative two on that. 29. So you cannot fail. Okay. Yep. No, I do take the negative two, but okay. I don't fail. <laughs> wow. I am impressed. I can't believe. I thought you were going flying. <laughs> that is the end of Ashley's turn. A wise choice. All right. A massive blast of wind. It's going to keep Vale from moving towards Ashley. Let's go now to Vale himself. What's he going to try and pull off now? All right. Well, well, Vale is, despite not fully pushing him, is really concerned about the, what's happening right now. Oh, God, you're going to push me off the platform. So I am going to spend my first two actions casting a fifth level spell. I am going to kind of mumble to myself a little bit, and a wall of flesh and viscera are going to rise from the edge uh. of the southern the southern edge of the platform, uh. going in between <laughs> in between Ashley Mantis and the rest of us up here. You would. Wow. That's <laughs> I know. All right. I also yeah. get to choose its primary feature. I'm going to yes. choose 
arms, which means there's it's filled with grasping arms. So if you get close to it, uh, they try to grapple you, which luckily for literally everyone, Traven and Than are both right next to it. So you're both going to need to give me reflex saves, please. Okay. So that's if you're still next to it at the end of your turn. Um, gotcha. So that's my first two actions. I'm then going to use a free action to activate quickened casting, which will allow me to cast a two action spell of two levels lower than the one I just cast. And I will cast a third level heal on Than. So 13 plus a static. I think it'd be a, a static 24. Oh, you're right. It is a 24 for third level. So we'd be up to 37 points of healing with the 13 that you rolled, correct? Yes. So you get 30, 37 back to yourself. I'll take it. That's my turn. Thank you. Yeah. So at the top of round three, uh, we come back around to Than. Than, your ally has put you in an interesting position here. What would you like to do? All right, I'm going to spit out a bit of blood. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use Kip up to get up in one action. Nice. Um, Actually, a f- free action. It's a free it's a action. Free action. Mm-hmm. Great. Then I'm just going to hop up, glare at Traven with full calculating eyes, and try to do an intimidating strike. And if I hit and deal damage, then the target is frightened one or frightened two yes. on a critical hit. 29. Uh, 29 is a hit. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Great. Well, I rolled two ones on my D8, so you get two points of slashing damage and um, I guess one point of shock damage because it was it was six, but minus five. Oh, plus six. Yeah, I think eight slashing and one point of electricity. Yep. Um, right. And you are frightened one. And that basically gives me a minus one to almost everything. I would like yeah. to next kind of move around in space so that I am just do I have to go around the pillar to get to get to to face north of Trayvon? Yeah, it's a yeah, it's um you would have plenty of movement uh, to be able to get there if you went around the pillar for it. Yeah. Right, I'll do a little spin around it. We do have to be clear here with which action she's using. If it's oh, a stride, true. that would activate my attack of opportunity instead of using a step action, which is not allowed by the quickened. Right, that's right. That's the question, Than. Do you want to step and avoid the attack of opportunity, or do you want to stride, risk the attack of opportunity, or you could put your parry in place first before you stride? Yeah, I think a bit a bit of defense as I move around the, move around the corridor wouldn't be the worst idea. So I'll, okay. I'll put up my defense and then move. Okay, so when you take that move action, Traven, seeing that an opening in your defenses will take a a swing at you and get a 33 to hit. That hits. Okay. Uh, So you will take an additional 22 slashing damage. Okay. All right, Traven. Traven doesn't like the spellcaster, so he is actually going to do another sudden charge over to Vale. And he will take an attack at oh, no. Vale here. 30 to hit. Oh, yeah. So you will take 30 slashing and 3 fire damage. Got it. Than doesn't have attack of opportunity, does she? Uh, As she a should. You can take that attack if you would like. If you would like. Take the attack. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's, the whole, that's the whole thing, right? We're trying to, to damage each other. Okay. Oh, that's better. 32. That will hit. Great. 
16 points of slashing damage and uh, two points of electric. So yeah, Traven definitely uh, takes some punishment for doing this, but he uh, feels like he needs to take care of this caster here. Third action, he will use Brutish Shove. Here it comes. So he will get a 35 to hit you. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. Wow. (laughs) Hello, Spike Pits, my old friend. (laughs) So you will take 20 slashing and three fire, and you will be shoved back five feet. Well, dear listener, uh, one thing we didn't mention earlier is that, yes, there are spikes surrounding all of these platforms that our combatants are on top of. Uh, Vale, you're about to fall off the side. I'd like to use the universal grab and edge reaction. Let's not fall into the spikes, please. Thank you. So that's probably going to do it with a 31. Okay. 31 will be sufficient. There is wooden scaffolding that's holding up these platforms. Not terribly difficult to grab onto. So you are uh, right there at the edge. Pointy. Pointy spikes. Fighter above me. Doesn't look good either way. Not good at all. Sadly, for you, perhaps, it's not your turn yet either. It's Ashley's turn. Ashley... Uh, you didn't actually see any of that I happen. Didn't see there's anything. This, there's this disgusting <laughs> wall of of arms in between you and them. What would you like to do? You might call yeah, it so I... alarming. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, take a hero point. More disarming. <laughs> yes. Very disarmed. Uh, I, Ashley is going to do something that's quite complicated, and I'll just sort of streamline it here. Yeah. Uh, she is going to cast Dispel Magic on that arm wall. Excellent. And uh, so that involves making what's called a counteract check. Mm-hmm. And essentially, I will just be rolling my spell attack roll at this at this wall. Mm-hmm. 31 total. For a fifth level spell, which Ashley doesn't know that this wall is, uh, but David does, the DC is 26. So with a 31, I do, in fact overcome that which would dispel the wall however with only a success uh i can only dispel spells that are one level higher up to one level higher than where i cast my dispel and dispel magic is a second level spell so i would have needed to get a critical success to be able to dispel that wall i fail in dispelling the wall oh um so that's her first two actions Mm -hmm. you know i think with her third actions, and she can't see anything. She's got to move. So she's going to give two movements to Mantis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to move over to that crossbow. Oh, okay. Oh, so buddy. there is a big ballista on the northeast corner, and it's got such a wonderful line of sight to little dangling veil. Can't do anything <laughs> with it this turn. Maybe next turn. All right. Let's see uh, what Vale does in their current predicament. Uh, Tyler. Vince. Staring at my character sheet going, uh, what do I do? (laughs) Um, And I am going to use an actual item that I did pack that I'm going to pull out with a single action. And then I am going to activate it with my remaining two actions. And the Mm. item that I'm pulling out is a feather token tree. Ah. And I'm going to drop this oak tree right below me on the spikes. Yeah. My my plan is is just to ride this oak tree 60 feet up, so I'm now on a tree 60 feet in the air. Well, I do have to ask. Sure. Oh, um, you totally get an attack of opportunity. I totally get an attack of opportunity. Today. I think so, yeah. yeah. I did a, a lot there. That's a manipulate. Yeah, that's going to be a manipulate action, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And since it has been Traven's turn, that frightened condition went away. 
it ticks down one point at the end of your turn. Are you time. kidding me? Sorry? That is a 40 to hit. 40 to hit. I, because I'm a dangling, 40? I am flat footed. And because oh. I'm flat footed, that is a critical hit. Oh. Wow. Because it's a critical hit, when I was doing a manipulate action, he interrupts me activating the tree. So I lose all my tree activation actions. I am still dangling off of this pit. No. I liked the tree. So that's going to be 50 slashing damage and 6 fire damage. Gross. A massive reaction from Traven there. Than, what are you going to do? This is an interesting question, isn't it? I, I, I think I can use an action to get over to where Vale is. Is that right? You want to be standing next to him, but maybe not right next to Traven? Yeah. Are you thinking? Yeah, like okay. in the corner like of there. the little platform there, if I can still reach. Yep. Can I pull Vale up and away from the spikes? Like, can I can I give him a hand up? Mm. Yeah, you're a medium-sized creature. They're a small-sized creature. I think that makes sense. Um, it's one of those weird things that Pathfinder doesn't really discuss picking things up in combat. Yeah. <laughs> so People like, don't usually do that. You do have the hand free because you're just wearing a spiked gauntlet. So as long as you don't accidentally punch Vale in the head, you're probably all right. <laughs> right. I think for the purposes of the uh, of the arena, though, why don't you roll us an athletics check I just to see how well you are able to pull Vale up off the It would of the be side. my pleasure yeah. to roll an athletics check. We'll As a fighter, a, I bet it is. You're a master of <laughs> athletics, if I recall. Oh, yes. you've got to be kidding me. Well, I rolled oh. a three, but um, oh. my athletics is plus 22, so it's a 25. So I think uh. that in this case, yep, You let's say that you've got uh, Vale up to the platform, mm-hmm. but he's kind of teetering right on the edge there. Fan, if you wanted to, you could move another action to kind of maneuver uh, Vale out of the way. So we'll make this be two actions instead of one action to haul him up off of the side of the, the platform. Does that make sense? Sure. That's fine. And then we would say that you'd have uh, one more action remaining. Uh, and we'll say that that two actions does not provoke from Traven because... Okay. Uh, well, I actually don't mind... Right, right, I, don't, I actually right don't mind provoking Traven. So actually, you know, I'm thinking about this. I think I'm actually going to be in melee range of Traven and lift Vale up mm-hmm. in a way and then turn around and punch Traven in the face with ah, my okay. gauntlet just as a little brave fighter. addition. Sure. What about and, and as a seasoned Vail. fighter, she probably knows that Traven likely has already used his reaction for the turn and cannot attack. That's right. Only has one yes, action I reaction. I definitely thought of that, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely knew. Yeah. Apparently, mm-hmm. it's a low roll day. I just rolled a one, oh, so that's going to oh, be a no. 20 to hit. <laughs> oh, no. Right. Well, right. Vale, you're no longer teetering on the edge. Yeah. Thank you. So Thank you so much. This, this is. He hit uh, me when I was down. My life was flashing before my eyes. <laughs> if we were doing a campaign and you had done that in the midst of combat, that is absolutely a moment where I would have awarded you a hero point. Uh, that can be used in second edition. However, we don't usually use them in Smash Finder because it's not a heroic act to engage in blood sport. Potentially just a very mercantile uh, draconian (laughs) act where you're trying to make more money by doing it. So, Traven, you are up next. What have we got? So, having both of his enemies next to each other, Traven is going to make a step action to Mm -hmm. be adjacent to both of them Mm -hmm. and then use the... uh, swipe 
feet, Ooh. which means he will swing at both. Great. So that is a 42 to hit both of you. Wow. wow. 20. Wow. Coming up big with a 19 on the die. Rolling rocks, buddy. Where were, where were you on episode well, one of Smash Finder with Where these was dice? this when we did our actual Smash Finder? <laughs> <laughs> That's a critical hit on me, man. Gotta be more than critical on me. So that will do 40 slashing damage to each of you and 12 fire damage. 52 points. Way better than I expected. <laughs> Veil goes down. Oh, a KO. Traven laughs. <laughs> and that Veil is my turn. Dan just goes, shit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there goes the healer. Just to mention briefly about the dying condition, ordinarily, when you run out of hit points, you don't go below zero. You just stop at zero. If you're hit by a normal effect, like a like if that had not been a critical hit, you would gain the dying one condition. And most characters uh, completely perish permadeath at dying four. However, since that was a critical hit, uh, Veil goes straight past dying one to dying two. Uh, and only has a couple more rounds of life. <laughs> Ashley Appleberry, if I had to guess, I'd say you're probably not going to uh, not going to heal. Uh, you know, I considered it. I considered it, but no. Uh, <laughs> we instead are going to fire this giant ballista that she's standing behind at Than. And I think I got this dice roller thing figured out. There's my range attack. I roll a nat one. Oh my goodness. Oh, it's not just oh, me. Right. Ouch. Ouch. Okay. Okay. That's one action to fire at, right, Jason? Uh, it is one action to fire it, and it only has one bolt, so you right. can't. There's no yeah. reloading to worry about. Yeah. For her second action, she will uh, designate Than as her hunt prey, and mm. for her third action, she will fire her bow twice. Now, am I going to take negative attack penalties from the crossbow? You are indeed. Yes. Okay. All right. So first attack will be at my first attack bo- uh, negative attack bonus. With that bow, we are going to get no way another nat one and a 13 oh, to wow. hit. No, you also we... rolled minimum damage on that, roll yeah. <laughs> and third attack might as well. I mean, you're just fishing for those 20s, yeah, and uh, that's gonna be a miss with the 23. I assume Ben can't handle the close range, but <laughs> if she can see it coming, she's good. With Mantis's action that he can do being a mature animal companion, he is going to move a little bit closer just to get within that uh, healing range of Traven in case my bud needs it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's the end of my turn. All right. Uh, so normally the last in the round would be Vale. Except that in second edition, when you go to the dying, your initiative moves to the person that's... who took you down. So that's I am wrong. actually above Traven oh. in initiative mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if we were to go again uh, uh, for another turn, I would begin my round right after you trying to you know not die well so typically in smash finder we have made the adjustment from what we initially started as to setting ourselves out for doing four rounds of combat we've just finished round four aaron you are the host uh, of this show i am and <laughs> i kick it to you for what happens next well, if it's a game of sport, no one actually wants to see someone die completely on a battlefield. They just want to see people be aggressively maimed. So um, at the point of the end of this round, 
we've clearly lost. Bets were lost <laughs> in the process. Yeah, at this point, and uh, we the wheeled score... off to the medic chamber to get patched back up. <laughs> Clerics are rushing out to the battlefield. Right, yeah. Yes, I, I believe so. So at this point, uh, yes, the host of the arena calls a halt to the action, uh, sends the clerics of Phrasma in to assist with the healing of the wounded. Vale is kept from death, able to come back and try again. Their luck another day. For now, we have the red team looking most victorious here with a total of 47 points. And we'll compare that to the 17 points Ooh. held by the blue team. Uh, <laughs> though it's always possible that I missed a point or two in there. So uh, sure. thank you all lovely competitors for trying out the Smash Finder arena. Uh, <laughs> Min-maxed, guys, I have to say kind of liking two on two i kind of am too actually that was a lot of fun i had a great time it was a lot less chaotic than four on four yeah 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 aaron you may have helped us unlocked a new game mode for super smash finder well Uh, we will you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) if you if you need another uh competitor in the corner uh, once i once i train up a little bit more on pathfinder hop into the hop into the ring and add more to the chaos in a more full way you know let me know hit me up yeah so that is smash finder yeah. that's a lot of what we do and it is it it's a i know it's a lot of, of math and a lot of careful tactical positioning and getting to know your character but as you probably felt in the midst of that the tension was high the excitement was great who knew if Vale was going to be able to maintain his grasp on the edge there traven huge move uh against him to to put him in that position yeah, my goodness um, barbarians yeah. in this um i mean barbarians always very clutch here it just just goes to show how tactics in pathfinder 2e People say it's, you know, oh, you just swing three times. There's just so many things you can do with mm. those three actions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes back to what we were yeah. talking about, about how the more you know about the system, the more you can naturally use it mm-hmm. to your advantage. Yeah. Well, great. Well, where can people go specifically to look for and listen to and follow Super Smash Finder and min maxed mn maxed so that they can learn more about the different ways pathfinder can be played and all of that stuff so super smash finder you can find us on most social media things as at smash finder s-m-a-s-h f-i-n-d-e-r on twitch.tv you'll find some of our archival footage of past broadcasts and uh, an archive of a conversation between myself and vanessa about how we came up with smash finder and some of the thoughts we put into it which was a lot of fun to record that's at twitch.tv slash super smash finder and you can find uh, min maxed anywhere you find any podcast also have a website minmax.com where you can find it and we uh, have a very active discord community if you want to get involved in pathfinder 2e our discord i'm just saying it's the place to be so you can find that on our website and uh, or in the show notes of any episode come join us well, there you have it, folks. Very fun game of Pathfinder that we had here on Gameplay Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, but in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your afternoons. Uh, take care of yourselves and each other. And we will talk to you next time. Goodbye.